Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs podcast, where we recap the social game, strategy, and stupidity of each episode of Survivor. Well done. Yay, team effort. You. All right. So, Dion, where are you recording from? I am back in, I would love to say sunny Los Angeles, but (laughs) I arrived back yesterday to rain. It was miserable. It's cold. I miss Australia. Even though, (laughs) even though the day before I left, no, the day I left Australia, it was hailing. I just, I can't, I can't win with this weather, but it wasn't as cold. This is like the chill factor. Anyway, we don't need to discuss how how cold the weather has been on either side of the world. I love it when people in California are like, oh, it's so cold. It's so windy. And I'm like, how cold is it? It's 60 degrees. (laughs) I did not sign up for this. I did not move to LA to get rain and cold. I I can deal with rain. I love the rain. It's the chill factor in the air. I'm a skinny guy. I sit there and I burr. Yes, that is true. I just burr. (laughs) You know, from living with me in Survival Challenge, I was shivering at every second. And that's what this has reminded me of. I forgot how cold it was. Like, we Um, talk about the rain a lot. You know what I'm thinking of right now? I'm Tell just me. remembering when we played Survival Challenge, you were so cold that you took the buff that we were given and you put <laughs> it as a tube top mm-hmm. under yeah. your clothes so you now, had an he- extra layer of protection. <laughs> <laughs> because even though it's like this tiny piece of material, it actually stopped <laughs> the tank top that I was wearing, which was wet, from like uh-huh. clinging to my body. So in my mind, uh, there's nothing that I, well, I was gonna, that's a very big statement. There's nothing I despise more than wearing wet clothes. I really en- like don't enjoy wearing wet clothes. <laughs> no, so, no so one the does, idea I'm of sure. having something on my body that sure, if it's wet, it's there and I'm gonna move with it. When things and are there like- there was like so no. many pictures of, from Survival Challenge of Dion like hoisting up his tube top. <laughs> But because I had um, the tank top on top of it, it just looked like I was like lifting up my bra. Like oh my every gosh. five seconds. You know what? I just made an Instagram profile for us. Yay. For our podcast. It's uh-huh. um, our handle on Instagram is drop your buffs podcast. I'm gonna find the picture of you oh. hoisting up your tube top. Yeah. And um I'll put that on our profile. Please. I also I also found a video that I want to put on our Instagram mm-hmm. of you talking about how much you hate me in oh, your exit interview. I so don't I'm even gonna remember get that. what I said. Oh, Was it it's me? hysterical. <laughs> it is so funny. Like, basically, I'll just like say real quick, you're like, oh, Hannah, the thorn in my side. Find our Instagram, Drop Your Buffs Podcast. I will mm-hmm. put those up as soon as we're done recording. I, be- I believe right now we have two followers, and it's Hannah and myself. <laughs> and it All also right. took us like a week to, to follow it. I know. So we might, <laughs> I really would love to like post Insta stories throughout the week of like yeah. talking about Survivor mm-hmm. and. 
like during the episode we could post something so let's just have fun with it and let's see what also, happens also it might be a really good opportunity because sometimes we record our episodes and then we'll finish and i like we'll talk to my sister or another person who watches the show and they'll be like mm -hmm. oh did you discuss because the podcast isn't up yet they're like did you mention this and i'm like oh no i didn't even think to mention that like oh. one of the episodes we didn't even touch the um the immunity challenge and I was like, ah, oh, I didn't even think to talk about that. So it might be a good um, opportunity for in our stories. We might be like, hey, remember how we mentioned something? I forgot to mention, dot, dot, dot. Really <gasps> we cool could well. ask people what their drop your buff moment was. <gasps> I love oh! that idea. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> remember yeah. last week when we were like, hey, if you've been listening, reach out to us and uh -huh. tell us. Well, um, our friend Travis from this last season of Survival Challenge reached out and oh, yeah. he was he's been he said he's been loving the podcast and he's been listening yay. and I said I said yay thanks for reaching out um so what's your favorite part of the podcast or any feedback you have and he said that he has loved the rapid fire questions mm -hmm. and we haven't had a special guest in quite a bit yeah. So I came up with some more rapid fire questions for you, Dion. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, we haven't done rapid fire in like a week or so. Like, yep. it's about time. It's like when they first introduced the final four fire challenge and no one was ready for it. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Here so Dion, wow. are you ready? <laughs> I'm as ready as I will ever be. Let's okay. So you are from Australia, live in US. If you had to choose between playing U.S. Survivor or Australia Survivor, oh, oh no. which one would you pick? Oh, this is such a hard question because I like daily ask myself this question. <laughs> <laughs> and I always have a different answer. Mm -hmm. I am such a fan of the original that the idea of being able to go out, play for 39 days, be mm -hmm. able to see Jeff. Because Australia is longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they've had 55 days and then they brought it down to 50 days. That mm -hmm. sounds crazy to me. Also, the American version, it's a smaller pool of people. There's 20 people versus Australia where they have 24. Mm -hmm. I just think the format in America is a little more fully fleshed out. Mm -hmm. I am such a fan of the American format. I think I had would have a better chance in the American format. However, Australia's season is really kind of starting to pick up some momentum. We've seen some it really, really interesting characters. Mm -hmm. um, we're getting, there's a longer series, which, but it also means longer episodes, which means we get to see more of the people, we get <laughs> more of the gameplay. Mm -hmm. um, if you ask me today, I'd have to say Australia, just because I actually can't apply for the US version until Yet. I'm a citizen. So mm -hmm. who knows if that's going to be in my future, but mm -hmm. let's say I'm going to put it out there, Australian Survivor, if you want me, I'm Call here, me. <laughs> I'm available. I love it. Okay. Your next question is one you threw at me and so I'm going to throw it at you. Who okay. would be your loved one's visit? Oh, okay. So I, I think that like naturally it would be my sister Alicia. And I know my mm -hmm. sister Karina is listening to this and she's like, <gasps> what? And she's gonna like throttle me. She's like, she doesn't even watch Survivor. But there's something about my sister Alicia where I just know that she's gonna be the one to be like, I've missed you so much. Like she's mm -hmm. the one who outwardly is very affectionate, very open. And I think she's the one that's gonna give the audiences what they want 
in terms of that loved one experience. My sister Karina, I love her so much. She's my survivor person. She's the person who I talk to about it every week, but I just know that she'd come out there and be like, hi. <laughs> I'd be like, hi, it's good to see you. How are the kids? It would be a very formal encounter um, because in my family, we love each other so much that we are affectionate to everybody outside of our core circle so that when everybody sees us interact, they think it's weird that we're not like more lovey-dovey with each other. Uh-huh. So I think for drama's sake, Alicia, but for like game's sake, it would be Karina. Yeah, I definitely understand that predicament. Um, if there was an all winners season of Survivor, yes. who would you be rooting for to win? Okay, so I, it's no surprise, I love the female players in mm-hmm. Survivor. Mm-hmm. They're people that I think go in being underestimated purely based on just their ability to kind of like get through this game just um, because people think that they might be a little like too emotional, too this, too that. But time and time again, we see these kick-ass women in these games. People that I've loved seeing win are people like Sandra, of course, my queen, um, mm-hmm. other people. I absolutely loved Survivor Philippines. That was the season that got Ooh. me back into watching Survivor. It was a great one. And that winner was Denise, Denise. who went to every single mm-hmm. tribal council that season. Mm-hmm. For me, she's a baller. She's an awesome game player. I would love to see her play again. Wow. And yeah, so a lot of people don't even think about her. Everybody's like Kim Spradlin. Yeah. You know, all these other people. But Denise, she, every single tribal council, she went out there. She was able to interact with every person, never came off too threatening and Mm -hmm. came out with the win. So I would actually really love to see her. Wow. That was very interesting. I was not expecting that. Um, Yeah. Neither. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> here's my uh, last question. Yeah. I'm assuming that if you were given the opportunity to sit out and eat during a challenge, I'm assuming that you would you would not do it. I'm, Correct. I'm assuming that you would play. So Correct. here's my question. Mm-hmm. What is the one meal or food that oh, would no. get you to sit out of a challenge? <laughs> if they bring it out and you're like, I, I can't, I have to. I have to sit out to eat this. Okay. This is going to be controversial because on my Instagram, Uh probably every two to three weeks, I post a video. I know exactly. Going to Trader Joe's Uh and buying a family size lasagna, going home, cooking it and eating the whole thing to myself. (laughs) I love lasagna. I went home to Australia. My mom made me lasagna. My mom came out to America. She made me lasagna. Like it is my go-to dish. It's my favorite meal. However, mm-hmm. I have a massive sweet tooth. Okay. If somebody offered me a chocolate brownie sundae, whipped cream, nuts, hot fudge. Wow. Oh, like there, I, even just thinking about it now, I might jump up a tribal council, like a tribal council <laughs> challenge. I'm not even thinking about words. This is how you're not even out. hungry, and you're like, I'm, I'm gonna drop out of this podcast. I want food, that right now. Yeah, food for me is not so enticing. I can go without food. I'm. Mm-hmm. It's just never been a thing for me. But desserts and sweets, like going thirty days, like they were thirty days at this point. Thirty days without dessert, without sugar. I don't know. I think a Sunday would kick me over the edge. 
Wow. Well, for me, yeah. it would probably be stuffed crust pizza pizza because I love stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> you said like stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> like, where is she going with this? Okay, stuffed crust it's pizza. It's kind of like it's kind of like I wanted pleasure. to say what my guilty pleasure food was, but I was also like really shamed about it. And so I was like oh. stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> no shame. Here you go. This is your one dish that would get you to like possibly risk Seriously. a million what That's what, when I was in college, after exam week, I would treat myself to stuffed crust pizza. That was my, that was my reward. Your, treat yourself food. Okay. Well, that was, that was all my questions. So, Yay. I enjoyed job, that. <laughs> I hope I answered them well. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Oh, good. Um, all right. Well, I mean, um, now I'm tired. I think we should call it here. <laughs> I feel, I feel overwhelmed with being put on the spot. No, never. Uh, Me, okay. No, um, we could talk for hours. Well, can I just say, I started this episode and <gasps> fever dreams. They're back. Yes, always. What? Well, we didn't have them last week. And so. Oh, you're right. We did. They were <laughs> yeah, always. We had a yeah. full discussion about how we thought they were gone. They ceased to exist. They will never be back. But they're back. I love the Tommy surprised face. The Tommy surprise face is like so great because wasn't the fe- one of the fever dreams this week? It was Tommy saying, "You can." No one tell. can know. Yes, no one can know. I so always I guess- re- reference things and say uh-huh. completely wrong, but I have the right intention. So thank you for yes. saying the right terminology. <laughs> um. Yeah, we have Nora scooping up someone's bag, and then we see Lauren mm-hmm. sitting in the chair. Like she's um, like she's up to no good. She's devising the end of life as we know it. How did I know that you were just gonna love that clip? This episode was the Lauren episode. I loved every second of this Lauren centric episode. I was so scared that like at the end of it she'd be gone because it was all about her. But no. No, baby, no. It was all about her, and it was all about well, how amazing she was, and I loved it. Okay, my question to you is, was, mm-hmm. it, was it all about how amazing she was or how amazing she thinks she is? <gasps> no, it was all about <laughs> how amazing she is. <laughs> wow, because, see, I think, okay, I, I have picked up with uh, doing podcasts with you over the last couple of weeks that you can be blindly loyal to people. <laughs> And that is absolutely fine. I'm not here to judge or critique, uh-huh. but I wonder, like, when you put the game into perspective, like, mm-hmm. what what are your views on these people in terms of game? Like, I know that you love her and you would love to see her win, which I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people that agree with you. But, like, at the core of it, do you think that there will be a time where we're going to see her get blindsided? And well... Here's the thing. I'm in a fantasy draft league about Survivor, mm-hmm. and you put votes on who you think is going home. And this week, I put five votes on Lauren and five votes on Tommy. Wow. I feel like that vote is going to sink any day now. Okay, so, like, so you yes, do have that other side. Yeah. I, yes, I love her, but I could easily see everybody turning against them. Okay. Both of them. Not just her, but both of them. Well, I, I do have a feeling that's going to happen next week. I, that's yeah. what my gut's telling me. I thought it was going to happen this week. So um, mm. I was 
so like the fact that we got all this great footage of Lauren, it's like, mm -hmm. oh no, is her is her time coming to an end? <laughs> well, can I can I pose you this? Uh, usually we get really into the run of the game. We go um, uh, chunk by chunk about where the episode went from start to finish. But yeah. I would like to start the episode by going, all right, let's recap where we're at with these people. Okay. I love it. Because something that I've acknowledged like at the end of this episode is, interestingly enough, when we had the switch up, it really kind of changed the trajectory of this game. We had... A group of seven and we had a group of eight. The group of eight consisted so of So at four the swap people. you're talking about? At the swap, cor mm -hmm. correct. Um, we had four people from um, Lyra and four people from Vokai. Uh, the other tribe had three people from Lyra and I believe four from Vokai? Or was that an, was it two, eight, eight? Oh, it was. Okay, there was, there was five, three on that side. So there was yes. five mm -hmm. Vokai. Now, we saw the tribes break down in this form. The... One tribe that had four and four only ever got rid of one member, which was Jason. The rest of the people were in the game still up until last week. That's yeah. seven people who managed to stick around until weeks later, well, rounds mm -hmm. later, you know. Mm -hmm. That other tribe really took a hit when they were a tribe together. They and went from eight to six. Correct, because they got rid of a couple of their own Tom and so Tom went, Jack. Correct. So they mm -hmm. took out so they took out Tom, they took out Jack, then mm -hmm. we switched up. However, Dan really jumped ship, which was something that I picked up on recently when watching the Ponderosa videos. I think it was Kelly who said Dan jumped ship straight away. Wow. Dan kind of lump, lumped up into this other group, which put them back in a four four split. When you look at the numbers that way. Then they take out Kelly from the other side. They take out Jamal from the other side, mm -hmm. which really only leaves Janet. Yeah. So Janet's now joining back on this side, which really only leaves. Oh, I feel like at this point you should be calling it a trench, shouldn't you? Because Tribal oh. Council was all about the trench. <laughs> exactly. So who's on the wrong side of the trench still? Karishma and Dean. Oh, because Nora's on the right side of the trench. Well, no, okay, so, no, Nora actually was on that tribe. So, technically, she's, like, in the trench. Let's just consider her being inside <laughs> of the trench, lifting it up. totally not aware she's in the trench. She's, she's not like, in the trench. She's no, holding she's up so the bridge good. across the trench and going, I'm doing this for you guys. Yes, yeah, she is. Doing this. And Jeff is on the side going, that's not actually how this works. <laughs> this is helping Nora. Nora, this is not what No, you're but, like, do. just <laughs> like we saw at the, the immunity challenge, she's trying yeah. to support everybody, and Jeff is just like, this is not how this works, Nora. So... Mm -hmm. We see the four Lyra people on that side of the trench. And then the last three votes, we've seen Missy, we've seen Aaron, and we've seen Elizabeth. So now we're literally just down to Elaine on that side. Surrounded by Vokai people, we have Karishma and Dean, who were supposed to be the first people voted out of that tribe, still right. around. So we only have three original Lyra left, mm -hmm. which leaves me to going, are they going to be people who get to the end based on the fact that none of them want to work together? There is no Lyra anymore. Lyra was only existent in the form of Missy, Aaron, and Elizabeth. They're mm -hmm. all gone. 
Elaine mm-hmm. is putting her allegiance to the Vokai tribe members. It is just a Vokai tribe now. Because Dean, for what I believe, I think he thinks he's a third in an alliance with Tommy and with Lauren. I think that Dan believes he's a third in an alliance with Tommy and Lauren. I think that um, we have Janet who possibly thinks that she's a third in an alliance. She totally thinks she does. We saw her talking with Tommy and Lauren today about whether Mm -hmm. she was going to sit out. Nora can't wait to see Karishma go home. Dean can't wait to see Karishma go home. I can't see these people getting together until I saw the edit for next week, mm-hmm. which makes me think, I'm like, are we really going to see the, uh, the goats, if you will, <laughs> according to Dean, who I still believe is king of the goats? Uh-huh. Are we going to see something happen or are we going to see a final three of Tommy, Lauren, Lauren potentially and Dan? Oh my gosh, I just feel like all the things you just said, I feel like you are that like crazy mathematician at a chalkboard and you're just like marking, <laughs> you're just like, and then these people are with these people and there's like all these markings and, and yeah. I'm like trying to follow along, but I'm here, I'm following along. I feel and, like that too, so I don't blame you. Yeah, you brought up something that like I kind of, like you brought up something that was one of my big thoughts leaving this episode. So like something I want to ask you about mm-hmm. um, bringing up Elaine. Yes. During Tribal, she talks about how I, she's like, I'm with my core people. I'm going to stick with my core. If you, this bothers if, me so if much. If you flip on people, um, no one's going to trust you. Mm-hmm. And and then my thought leaving this episode was just like, who is Elaine's core? We haven't yes. really been seeing that yes. on the show about who her core was. So I was trying to think of also, did, who did, does she think her she core Did she not flip on what we assumed was her core alliance? She right. was the one that turned the vote on to Missy. Right. You know so, like, maybe she's... So, so like, my thought was, okay, Big Red is her core. Correct. Is, I also think that Elaine is under the impression that she is a third to an alliance with Exactly. Tommy. Like, that's what I was kind of picking up from your... Like, it feels like maybe a ton of people just think they're in with Tommy and Lauren. So, if too many people catch wind of this, especially after Lauren went ahead and played an idol, mm-hmm. which puts you in a bit of a position of, hey, this girl had an idol. How did that happen? And we know that there's enough people left in the game that know that at the Island of Idols, you get met with a task that has the potential of you leaving with an idol. So I was trying to remember who from the Merge tribe Elaine has been. Elaine has been. Nora, Nora has been. Janet has been. So that's she, already. Wait, wait, wait. Janet went and she turned down the task. She was the only person to turn down. Oh, right. The so challenge. So those girls, they're not. I'm sure they're not believing what Lauren is saying when she comes back, right? They know that there's another task at hand. Mind you, Elizabeth was still around at this point, and she had also been to the island of Idols. Oh my goodness, that's a ton of people. Yeah. So, anyway, four out of nine. Yeah. So that's a majority of the people left in the game had gone. To the Island of Idols. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that there was nine people left in the game or there's now yes. nine people left in the game. Oh, no, because Dean had his wonderful uh, legacy advantage that works at nine <laughs> or six. <laughs> we do need to get into that, but I feel well, like we, we that's later on. Yeah, we'll get to that. 
Um, okay, so out of nine people, five people had been to the Island of Idols. The only people that haven't been to the Island of Idols are the men. <laughs> I love it. So what's that? That's Tommy. That's Dan. That's Dean. Um, who else am I missing? Am I missing another man? Or there's totally got to be another guy. Is that the? Who am I missing? Is there only three guys left in the game? Well, so the six girls were Elizabeth, Nora. Elaine, Nora, Karishma, Lauren. Lauren. Who are we one missing? More, there's one person we're missing right now. That's not a good sign. No. Who is this person that's probably going to win the whole thing? <laughs> oh, we said Lauren. We, we said Nora. We said Dean. Tommy. We Dan, said Karishma. This is great content right now. I know. And everybody at home is like screaming at us who this person is. I Janet. Think just, Janet. Janet. Oh, no. People are so mad at us. <laughs> I know. So she, because I was like, who's that out of the talent? And then Janet's like, I don't really want to sit out, but I could eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so anyways, all that to say, yeah, there's only three guys left. Wow. Yep. Three so, original Lyra, yeah. three guys, and it's just, this is the point of the game that we can see what we always thought would happen. We could have the women come together. The girls' just, alliance. Is this yeah. going to happen? Are they going to? It doesn't feel like they're going to all pull together, but how easy could it be with six and th well now we have five and three my only thing the only thing that i can see is if people start to see tommy and lauren as too tight of a group mm -hmm. and my gut is telling me that they would go after tommy not lauren tommy's mm -hmm. more of a threat and challenges he's also more likable and he is working closely with people more than lauren but mm -hmm. i also think that lauren is more calculated but that she would be seen less of a threat correct because she wouldn't be able to pull it out in the immunities she's also a number for them if they can keep her in i don't know that toppy would be as willing mm -hmm. to work with people as she would be willing since we're kind of just kind of not super going chronologically and going with our yeah. with what, how we're feeling then i'll just jump to one of my feelings one of my thoughts about mm -hmm. my girl lauren i <laughs> totally related with her when she went to the island of the idols and she shared with rob and sandra she goes I am not a challenge threat at all, but I'm a social player. And I related with that so much because that's when I left survival challenge. That's what I said in my exit interview. I'm like, let's get this straight. I am in no way, shape or form a challenge threat. Uh -huh. But I'm like, it was just all some like a social threat kind of situation. So I was, and once again, just me, you just relating to Lauren. Um, it's funny you say that because I was watching the episode and there was one point that I, in this moment I cannot recall that was like, this reminds me of Hannah. And I really? think, yeah, I think it might've been the moment of, they said, how do you think you're doing? And she, I think it was when she said, I think I'm doing good. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I have a good idea about what's going on and all that kind of stuff. Cause like, technically mm -hmm. I didn't get to see that side of you when we played the game because I wasn't mm -hmm. in your numbers. Mm -hmm. So I, I think on reflection and then seeing like other people play out the game and have similar context to like your circumstances, I now kind of can go, oh, she, she did have her own take on it and she felt comfortable and they probably saw sides of her that I wasn't able to work with because you weren't sharing those sides of yourself with me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how Lauren can kind of perceive herself as being in a good spot because she's in a good spot with her people. But then she comes out at tribal and she's um, like, I'm not going home, which I think was also, oh I, my goodness. I, I was like, is that a Hannah moment or is that a Des moment? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I definitely wow. could have said it as either one of you. But then again, Des was calling you at a, a tribal council and you're like, what, who, me? And what she was the one me? losing it. So maybe oh. it was a, a Des moment. Oh, um, well, back to Lauren at Island of the Idols. That's when I, okay, here we go. That was one of my drop your buff moments happened during the Island of Idols. Now hear me out. This is what my drop your buff moment is. The amazing editing that happened when Lauren is describing how good she's, or like Lauren is describing how she is analyzing all of the, the other um, castaways. Yeah. And they were editing it so good. They had little clips of um, the people she was talking about. Like she was Mm -hmm. talking about how like, oh, Dan is hungry. So he's going to be, he's going to be sitting out of the challenge. And they have a little clip of like him stoking the fire for the rice. And then she says, Dean has no endurance. And they show him, twice like losing an endurance endurance challenge and it was i loved every second of that segment you kind of really got to see her like you got to see inside lauren's brain for a moment yes and we get to see a lot of her opinions but we don't really get to see her dissect the people that she's spending time with and i I feel like we don't Mm -hmm. get to see that a lot with a lot of the contestants i mean they dissect their own game but we don't get to really see them dissect other people's games and i think that's what i enjoy about you and i discussing the episodes Mm -hmm. because we really get to sit there and look at other people and decide on what their moves are how they're playing what's going to be in their best interest based off of what we see but these people are living with each other 24 7 and it really is so enticing for me and so entertaining to hear them talk about one another's gameplay and strategy because like i mentioned in the past cochrane was also one of those people who sat in the shelter at nighttime and ran mm-hmm. everybody's games in his head mm-hmm. so that he could figure out what was going to work at the end and i want to see more of that i want to see more of these people dissect each other's games so i can sit there and go you are thinking two steps ahead you are thinking more than just about yourself Unlike people like Karishma, who seem to be very much focused on themselves. Yeah. Um, And this is kind of where I thought Island of the Idols would come into play. Coming into the season, I thought that the island would be people coming to the island and getting a ton of help and insight into their strategical game. Is strategical a word? It is now. I think that okay. we're going to put some kind of copyright or trademark on it and strategical yeah. is our thing. <laughs> strategical. So yeah. I thought that that's what the Island of Idols would be. I thought it would be a, like a lot of like mentoring and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I have a um, fresh from the group chat segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> our friend Stephen Stewart said, he, he asked me, he said, are Boston Rob and Sandra's lessons really lessons or are they just tests? Because we're really not seeing much teaching happening. We're right. just kind of like seeing people get thrown into challenges. I feel mm-hmm. like with Nora, we kind of got a lesson where Boston Rob talked about the different ways you can manipulate someone. But but I also have questions. Like lessons. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, if it had have been Lauren who went to the Island of Idols that week and not Nora, we could have easily have seen Lauren come through being successful with that challenge and they, mm-hmm. would, have, they would have applauded it. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been a completely different takeaway. You know, this yeah, week... So- they the question kind of is, in- though, like, are they are they teaching anything or are they just challenging people? Like, I feel like, oh, well, Sandra did teach Vince how to hide behind a palm frond. So she did teach Elizabeth how to, how to make a fire. Yeah, so there is teaching. It's just like right now, I just, or maybe they're cutting out the teaching part and just going to the challenging. And like, maybe. I don't you know, know what Boston Rob has taught. I feel like Sandra <laughs> does the teaching. I know. Yeah, and like, I wonder if like, Maybe Lauren accepted the challenge and said, like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And then before she leaves the island, maybe Boston Rob and Sandra, like, helped coach her on, like, how she's going to be, how she's going to talk about it. So maybe there was teaching happening. There's there's definitely definitely not enough content from Island of Idols for us to make an educated uh, decision on what the workings of the Islands of Idols are. Uh, I mean, we see them building a shelter. We see them getting attacked by chickens. Um, <laughs> but we don't see their, uh, the reason for them being out there, um, which for me, I'm like, what's, what's productive and versus what's entertaining? And I think they're going with entertainment over productivity when it comes to the Island of Idols and the yes. that we see. Yes. Um, one question I had while I was watching, um, you know, Sandra getting bit by the chicken oh. <laughs> and um, everything. I Did you see that like net in the background that they had? Like, Is that the one that the they movie? laid down so that they yeah. could lie on it? They showed us that in, was that in the episode or was that in a special? There's a secret scene that I was okay. able to watch today, just sitting uh-huh. on the couch with my mom. Um we watched the little scene that is Boston Raw made a stargazing net. Yes. <laughs> so they could just lay in that net <gasps> and stargaze. Oh. Okay, cut back to the start of the episode. I'm, I'm going off of what you said with stargazing. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. Tommy multiple times said that was ooge. No H. What? Really? That was ooge. <laughs> oh, I, like, I'm saying it with an Australian accent right now, which probably makes it sound atrocious. I don't but know, it kind of sounds like American in what you're like saying. Like huge, huge. Was like huge. it was either a Y, like a huge. Yeah. Like, that was a huge move or like, you know, pulling <laughs> Dan over, that was huge. And I'm like, tell me, what happened to your H's? I just, <laughs> like, where is he from? Like what part of America? Is he East Coast? I like don't remember where he's from at all. I really think that our love for Tommy has declined rapidly. Throughout our series. I know. As my love for Lauren increases. But is he? Like, this is the thing. I'm thinking that we're seeing Lauren and Tommy come out as these power players that we always assume they would be. Mm-hmm. Sure. Cool. Great. Mm-hmm. It's a little underwhelming, though, because they're also not... I feel like their strategy comes from fear. I don't think it comes from a place of confidence. And mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of enjoy their gameplay because it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like it's coming from a place of the fact that they know how to play the game more that it's coming from a place of if we don't do this, we're screwed, you know? And, like, I, I understand that that's a take on the game and how to play mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. But time and time again, we see these, like, hero edits. I don't think we're getting a hero edit this season. 
I think we're getting edits of people where they're learning parts of themselves. They're becoming, um, you know, interesting people. They're developing on who they are. But I'm not getting that edit for Tommy and Lauren. I'm getting that edit for people like Janet. I'm getting that edit for people like Karishma. Karishma found an idol, played it correctly, got the biggest challenge threat out of this game, and she's sitting there going, you guys keep on trying to get me out, but I'm not going anywhere. The nine lives Karishma. However, apparently she's a goat, and Dean is a threat when (laughs) he hasn't won any challenges. He has no endurance, admittedly. He gets excited over food. He's like, I'm going to get breakfast. I'm like, yeah, cool. That's cool. Um, Has no alliances and can't wait to get Karishma out. And here we are. And he's like, I just need to get rid of her. No, Dean, you need to play the game of Survivor. And he hasn't made it happen. He hasn't made it happen once. Like, we haven't seen him pull out a move at all. Um, You know that I, last week I said, Karishma is my new Jamal. I am so torn on her. I've shared on this podcast Mm -hmm. several moments throughout the season where I have just genuinely related with her and I have like felt like that, like love for her when Mm -hmm. she found the idol, when she cut her hand, Mm -hmm. when, um, this, um, oh, there was one other moment, but anyways, like I have just like been, have moments where I love Karishma And then I equally have moments where I am so frustrated with her when we get victim Karishma. When the boat comes for the Island of the Idols person and Lauren speaks up and says, I'm going to go. And then we get this confessional for Karishma going, I wanted to go, but then Lauren said that she was going to go and I just really wanted to. And then, and, like, Come on. and then later in the episode at the immunity challenge, which I'm very proud of her for competing in, she mm-hmm. like only lasts like a minute and she sits down and we hear her go, I can handle it. I can handle it. And she says like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm smelling the food and feeling like a failure. My mind is strong, but why is my body not cooperating? And I'm just thinking in my head yep. like, Okay, so Krishna is not like saying like, oh yeah, my mind like she is like blaming her body like it's not her fault. She's like, it's it's my body. Why is my body this way? Uh, like, sorry. Yeah. Finally I, I, enough, I, your body is a part sides. of yourself, Krishna. Yeah, I'm on. I know both she, sides she's of a it. very polarizing person, and it's funny because she's polarizing because she's polarizing herself. As opposed to like either you love her or hate her, like you do both of these those things throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like I saw her play the idol. It's like yes, and I saw her play it correctly. I was like yes. We've seen people like Kelly go out with two idols in their pocket. You know, we've seen. I well, know. We've seen multiple people this season Gosh. go out with idols in their pocket. Is she the only person to have played an idol this season correctly? Because that's are you massive. Me? Holy crap, out of all the idols we've had not played yeah. or played incorrectly, she's the only one? I mean, 
Elaine played a skill of vote correctly. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there wasn't really room for that for error for that one. Yeah. Um, wow. But and like, yeah, Carisha what Carisha saved said, herself with a freaking idol. When, what she said when she played the idol was so baller. She um, she says this is some type of insurance because I'm on the wrong side of the trench and I hope we can start filling the trench in. I was like, oh, Karishma, like that was so good. Like, it was baller, but it was like, also like, it I was kind of like, I want to salvage these things. Now go for yeah. it. What, what, what would I you do? I tried <laughs> to say something cool while playing an idol, it would come out so stupid. I'd be like, uh, there's a trench and uh, this is uh, my way out of it. You're just, you know, like I would be like so bad at it. <laughs> well, this is one of the moments how, like last week I talked about how Karishma tends to play up for the cameras and she's not very good at speaking of of people in the moment and I think that she had the opportunity to be there in the moment this time being a little bit prepared and um she came through with the goods but she still was very like hands by her side very <laughs> conducted you know it wasn't like super out there but there was a potential for being like I know that you guys want to get rid of me but I'm not ready to go home and I'm willing to work with you guys so it's she's just like so bad at survivor the things we've seen today was so bad well my my thing is i'm i'm kind of coming to the point now that i'm like are any of them really good at it lauren okay this episode i'm not convinced she's really good. good what about when she's laying in the hammock and she's watching krishma and elizabeth talk she knows exactly what's going on she's lip reading and she tells Dan, yeah, go over there. Like, make something happen. Um, and do you know who um, she wanted out of the episode, but she actually didn't make it happen. She, like, it just ended nope. up happening. She Correct. wanted Elizabeth out. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then and that's again. the thing. That's my question about, um, okay, these votes I know have got me confused. I know have got a lot of other people confused. The understanding is that, Karishma voted for Elizabeth, correct? Because Elizabeth's not going to vote for herself. Right. And then uh, Elizabeth voted for Janet. Right. Or if you want to throw a spanner in the works, did Janet vote for Elizabeth and Karishma voted for Janet? And Elizabeth voted for Karishma? Like, it could work that way as well. But in my mind, the only thing that makes sense is that Elizabeth's going to throw a vote on someone else in the case that Karishma plays an idol, correct? Yes. And we also got a clip of Dan telling her to vote for Janet. Dan did say to vote for Janet, but that was because he was telling Karishma that the vote was being split between Janet and Elizabeth. But Elizabeth was also aware that those were, like, she. I guess Elizabeth was hearing that it was either Janet or Karishma. So... But I think that she was being told to definitely vote for Karishma. But then mm. she might have just as a, you know, security blanket. Because we see her say at the start of the episode, okay, did you notice that Nora and Elizabeth had so many scenes together, yet we've never seen them talk to each other ever? I didn't even think about that. Why have they become best friends all of a sudden? Because <laughs> Nora connects to who's on the bottom. She connects to whoever's going home. Nora's going to win this whole thing. <gasps> Stop. Why? Because Nora's the one that called out Kelly. 
Jamal didn't want to work with Nora. Then uh-huh, he wanted he to work to. with Nora. <laughs> you wow. know, Nora's the one that was very nice to Jack on his way out. Mm-hmm. Nora has actually, and I had this brought to my attention by my sister as well. She's like, Nora's the one that's winning all the challenges. I'm like, Nora is the one. Winning I did all the notice challenges. that. So, my whole thing on is, is if Nora gets to the end, does she have a case to win? Oh my gosh. I, I could not handle Nora at Final Tribal. I, don't, I couldn't handle it. My question is, if we see Karishma, Nora, and Dean at the end, hypothetically, I doubt that those three people will make it to the end. But wow. do Nora and Karishma have a better chance at winning than Dean does? I, I would actually hope so. I don't think we've seen much from Dean. Right. Besides the fact of surviving. Right. My fear is we often see one woman get to the end with either two men or one really strong female, but sometimes a woman such as Angelina or Chrissy, Mm -hmm. you know, Chrissy or Christy, because I think we called it Chrissy last week, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's Chrissy. Yes. Mm -hmm. So... Her next to Ben, where you saw Chrissy as the person, it, it comes down to that whole likability thing that we talked mm-hmm. about last week. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Dean is likable. Mm-hmm. But Dean, Kelly asked, tell, Kelly saved Dean, and then Dean voted her out. Everybody was bringing up Dean's name, and they voted out Chelsea instead because they liked Dean. But those yeah. people were Elizabeth and Elaine. He just voted out Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. He keeps on voting out the people that are trying to help him. And I don't know that it's good game. I think he's getting pulled into other people's dirty business. So he can't even claim the moves. I know. So it's like, I don't think that his likability is actually going to serve him as a game player. But where we have seen in the past that likability can really help people. But that's. Tommy's playing likable, very different to how Dean's playing likable. I also want to note that it's gotten incredibly dark since we've been recording, and I look like I'm in a horror film right now, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube. I apologize. <laughs> like, what's that one movie from the 90s um, where they're in the middle of the forest and they have, like, just, like, a, they're, they have, like, a little video recorder? The Blair Witch them. Project. You're from the Blair Witch Project. Okay, well, let's... <laughs> Let's keep going. It, oh my gosh, stop doing that. That's scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, it's, the, it's the Dion Witch Project. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I know one thing we wanted to talk about with the Dean Legacy Advantage. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. yes, please. Um, I love how he makes the fake, fake one. And so when he plays it at Tribal, like he's like, oh, it's fake. Oh my gosh. But like, I cannot wait till he plays it at Final Six and finds out that it's really fake like that is so mm-hmm. funny but like i just, I, I also uh, have opinions on this though yeah um you know i have opinions on everything of course. however my <laughs> that's not shady at all um but <laughs> in, in saying this okay i i see dean's side of it i make a fake note in case oh. the real one is real it's so smart and it's smart. However, he could be playing it smarter. Because you play the first one and you don't, the point is not to make a reaction like, oh no. The point is to look at Jamal <laughs> on the jury and see Jamal's reaction. 
Because Jamal, so Jamal was kind of stone-faced. Well, here's the thing. Jamal would probably have he would probably been like, shocked if yeah. it wasn't real. So yeah. that's what I would Or he for. would be like smiling, kind of like smirking to himself. And, um, you know. No, Dane's oh. plan. He, like, doesn't, he doesn't know. He doesn't know Dane's plan. plan. He didn't he see the note, so he didn't no. see what was written on it. Right. So when the tribal comes, where Dean plays it again, that's going to be so funny. But my whole thing is, Dean missed the opportunity to discover whether it was real or fake. Because if yeah. it was real, Jamal would have been shocked. That's my that's my take on it. Because I just think that he was playing it up for the people he was with, forgetting that there's the opportunity to get information. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like Dean plays very defensively, and he doesn't actually make moves that are going to give him the information he needs to move forward. You're right. We are seeing him just constantly wanting to protect himself, and that's why he wants to get. Um, that's Karishma why he wanted out. to keep. All, he wanted to get Karishma out. He wants to keep the. Um, he wanted to keep his meat shield up so that he wouldn't get Here's the thing, out though. And, he gets yeah. called out at tribal council by people like Janet for not connecting with people. He's missing the opportunity to really get information from the people playing the game. And he, he's getting information from Tommy and Lauren. But if you've watched Survivor before and he claims he has watched a couple seasons, he got into mm-hmm. it later in the game, but he has watched it, people who are attached to strong people go home because idols get played and they don't want to go for the real person but they want to cut off their numbers so if dean really is a number to people like tommy and lauren he has to be careful because they're gonna come after him not because he is a threat but because he weakens somebody else's game but you know what that does it stops dean's game so it's mm-hmm. not to say that he's actually a threat. It's to say that this move to get Dean out is to stop somebody else from succeeding. And the shitty thing about that is it took out John in the, what was it? David versus Goliath. Oh, um, the wrestler. hunk of a man, that bodybuilding wrestling god. They took him <laughs> away from me and I was devastated. Johnny Mundo. And I'm still... Johnny uh, Mundo. He was so bad at the game. Johnny, whatever, know. every single night. Uh, he was... No, he was very good at his social interactions. He was a very good social yeah, player. Yeah, that is true. You're right. So, he was... He had a thing going on with Christian. You know, he he was oh, very... Oh, yes! The Brochacho Alliance. The Bro Chacho Alliance. He was very good, and I think he got undermined by being connected to the wrong person. And I think that Dean is purposely putting himself into a position where he's trying to protect himself by being connected to strong people. But he's putting himself in a place that makes him very, very vulnerable. And though he's not being voted out as a threat to win the game, he's being voted out to weaken the numbers of the people with the potential to win the game. (sighs) Wow. I think he went back to the chalkboard. He just like erased the chalkboard and you're like, but what about Dean? And what about this? And you have this whole tangled web of thoughts. <laughs> well, let's, let's also look at, we haven't spoken about Dan at all this episode. 
Yeah, Dan really is <laughs> not playing this game. He's not mm-hmm. playing this game. No. He confronted Karishma because uh-huh. he wanted to stir something up. But, but also, I will say Karishma, Karishma played that so poorly, too. When I watched it for the second time. Did she not? I, I just think her social interactions are just so poor. And I think that if Lauren was in that same situation with someone coming up and, like, saying, did I hear my name? I feel like Lauren would be like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, no. Or, like, yeah, no, this is what we were talking about. What are you thinking? And I feel like Lauren would be more welcoming and more just like, oh, my gosh, I no, 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 no. But, like, Karishma's yeah. like, well, I was just talking with Elizabeth about what you said. And he's like, well, why did you have to talk to her about what we said? She goes, well, I wanted to talk to her. And I just yeah. feel like there's, there's I, way I different think she ways to done it. it. I think she played it off well in a moment. And I think what happened was Dan questioned it. And I think that was a fault of his. Mm-hmm. Because if you get questioned in front of somebody that you're planning to vote out. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's really the dick move in the situation. It's like somebody's coming over to call you out on something that you've just said to them isn't true. So why do you have to justify yourself in that moment when the other person is bringing in nonsense, which we know was actually the truth? So I think that if Karishma were to sit there and try to be like, no, 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 all that kind of stuff, she's kind of feeding into his bad energy. Now, there's two ways to look at that. You do need to keep people like Dan happy. But the person in me who doesn't want to have to justify myself to other people applauds her response. I know. Because he said, yeah. did you say Jan or da- uh, Dan or Janet? And she said, Janet. And she said it uh-huh. very quickly. She said uh-huh. it very, like, assertively, like, yeah, Janet. And then he's like, oh, so I thought you heard Dan. And he, she's like, no, this is the opportunity where you get to say, yeah, so we've been talking about Janet. You get to come into my world now, Dan. You get to come in and talk to Elizabeth about what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is, these people are really shit to charisma. <laughs> you know? They really are. They're you terrible. Just, like, are so rude to me. However. Who's treating me this way? However, that doesn't stop charisma from after the conversation going back to Dan and saying, hey, I'm sorry if you got the wrong vibe, but we had had our conversation. I noticed that Elizabeth was by herself. I thought it was a good opportunity considering we had just spoken. There's mm-hmm. not time for anything in the middle to get changed up and just to give her the story that we're going for Janet because that's what you said that we were going to tell her that we were going to do. You know what? The moral of the story is don't do your strategy talk in the middle of camp. That's when you go get the water, you go get the firewood, you go on a walk on the beach. Like, How about you just don't have those conversations in the middle of camp? Or if you want to have those conversations in the middle of camp, you should like tell the person you're talking to, like smile and pretend like I'm telling you a funny story, but I'm going to tell you who we should vote for tonight and like really put on right. like a show, you know, like that was I, just a I, risky I move. will say she shouldn't have done it when he was so close by, like do it in camp just as long as they're not there. You and know? like apparently she it, did it like right after they had talked to like, Oh, come on. Right. Like, I, th- I think that there are ways that she could have protected herself, but I also think that she is often questioned. 
she's her integrity is often questioned and it's like that would be exhausting for a person I and i think someone like karishma she actually has the means to get to the end and say i'm exhausted because i didn't get to play the kind of game of survivor that i wanted to play because i was challenged by every single one of you you guys kept calling me out i didn't get to play the game i wanted to play right but then you turn it around no but then you turn it around and say i had to change my whole game i can totally imagine it happening i could see karishma killing it at final tribal so i'm just hoping that like we see people get to the end of this game and be able to actually talk their game to the best of their ability We've seen it in the past. Oh, my gosh. If we see Amanda in Final 3 one more time or Final 2 one more time, oh my goodness. that's going to kill me because watching her at the end of oh. these games is so disappointing because you know who's going to win. It's not going to be her. Um, you know what? I just, I'm scared. Yeah. Now that you bring this up, like, I feel like sometimes in a Survivor season when we're at this point, we, like, usually can point out two or three people that, like, or even just one person that if they make it to the end, like the game is a goner and they're going to win it. I mm-hmm. feel like through our conversation and like through analyzing what's going on, like this could be like an anyone's game, final tribal, even Nora, like you've t- talked about, even Karishma, even Dean, like this, this final tribal could be really impressive. I think the only person who doesn't have a chance, and it's not because of everything that's been happening outside of the game in present day, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's just he, his existence in the game right now. I don't think Dan has a chance at winning this game. I know, and I would say that really has to do with the edit too. I feel like the editors really could have could be showing us him maybe doing some good like social I don't strategy, see but we're not playing- seeing any of it. I don't see him playing like survivor strategy. I see him like, like his whole thing. Should I go over there and confront it? And then she was like, no, don't, I'm still reading lips. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, should I go over and confront it? And she's like, yes, go and do it now. Like mm-hmm. his moves are being dictated for him. Yeah. Even yeah. his social interactions. Yeah. So I can't see him getting to the end of this game and actually pleading his case over anybody. I mean, would he win over Dean? Uh, that's the only person that I could think that he would have any kind of chance against. He wouldn't because I think that she would just kind of like be like, really him? I won challenges. I, you know, did this for all of you guys, Nora. Uh huh. You know, because the thing is like, she actually does have a good relationship with people. She complains about people, but she said it herself at tribal council. So she's like, I love these people. I just don't like them all the time. You know, she's very authentic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just, this could be a really fun. I don't think anybody beats Janet. Oh, I know. Could she make it? I think it? Janet wins hands down. Can I think next week is going to be the move. And then there's Elaine. Don't forget about Elaine. Oh, I just like really feel like Elaine has a huge shot to win. This could be her game to win. But my whole thing with Elaine is she keeps on talking about core alliances, integrity, and I think that stuff's going to bite her in the butt when they get to the end and say, you outwardly said if you jump ship, nobody's going to trust you. But you jumped ship multiple times. Like I think That's literally what like, I was thinking too. Like when she said that during tribal, I'm like, uh-oh, this might be the thing that like we've seen 
bite people in the butt over and over again. Yeah. The people who talk about loyalty are the ones who get roasted at tribal. And, and, what, and if she doesn't talk about loyalty, what else does she talk about? Her busted can of biscuits. Yeah, sure. I don't get the reference. <laughs> That's what she called. For me. <laughs> You're probably like, wait, what? That's what she called herself. What, um, I forget what episode she called herself. She said that she looked like a busted can of biscuits. Oh, hilarious. I well, love I it. I mean, in the, in the scheme of that, she just constantly goes, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that you, want, you don't want to be admitting to a tribal council, which is you actually have no idea what's playing out. I think she's playing her game down far too much and discrediting mm. things in other people that actually relate to her own game that she's actually going to talk herself out of a win. And yeah, because, you know, know, Survivor nowadays, the game is, like, keeping your threat level low so you don't get voted out. Like, that's what this game has evolved into is your threat level. And like mm-hmm. you said, her threat level might be way too low, actually, to actually help her win the game. She needs to have that balance. Because mm-hmm. I was saying that she's been doing awesome and keeping the target off of her. But, yeah, you're saying, like, you know, that might not help her in the end. No. And she's like, she even said when she won um, immunity, she's like, this was a redneck game. I'm good at redneck games. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so this, so that, so you won a game that you sh- should have been good at. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just kind of <laughs> yeah. like, you didn't even like enjoy the win. So it's right. like, she's very funny. She's very good at her quips. She's a very likable person, but does that mm-hmm. earn you a win? Yeah. You know? And it's like some people do have to take the opportunities to like applaud their game and be proud of their achievements and their accomplishments. And I don't know that at the final tribal council is the the best opportunity to try and do that if you've been talking down your game the whole time. Oh, I hope she can. You know what? I hope she finds an idol. I would love to see Elaine with an idol. That could be epic. And I've also started to question if we're going to see a repeat visit to the island of idols we haven't seen anyone go back you're right but i'm wondering if it has to be somebody who hasn't gone before but part of me is like every time they say reach into the bag and pull out a name like it could be anyone they, yeah sure yeah surely they can't remove people's names from the bag right and if somebody volunteers to go and everybody says yeah go again they're not going to say actually you can't go so, i wanted to I go i mean we could I was really say see me anybody. but then no one listened to me so i wanted to go <laughs> sorry <laughs> but here's the thing like i like i completely i completely get it i completely hear it but every time i see the confessionals of her i'm like that would be me i would be the person <laughs> like, you have to remember when we did the survival challenge day for the reward challenges i kept on being so pissed off that i was like oh this person can do the nuts that person could do the shooting i'm like i took down our whole shelter from the nuts so quickly i could do nuts, uh-huh. and then it was uh-huh. like i play dodgeball my hand eye coordination is incredible but somebody <laughs> else had to do it and i had to end up in the water i was so angry but i also composed myself in front of everyone but we had we but had no idea I told, we had no idea you were so no upset. idea because I saved that stuff for their cameras, the one-on-one, the uh-huh. one-on-one. <laughs> um, Dion, have you shared your drop your buff moment yet? I have not, but okay. I believe the drop your buff moment will kind of go hand in hand with yours. It wasn't Lauren at the Island of Idols talking about the challenge, okay. but it was getting to the challenge and seeing 
everybody take food except for the two people that she chose to win. Uh-huh. So she had two out of three chances. She'd convinced everybody to sit out and eat. I and the only it. person that stayed in that she didn't pick was Karishma, who she also said, I don't gonna think play. it's her kind of challenge. Yeah. And it wasn't her kind of challenge. She literally dictated that whole thing. Uh-huh. And it, it was very it. impressive. It was, it was impressive. Very impressive. Um, also, we got like, I loved the little moment where we got a voiceover from Lauren in the middle of the challenge when like Karishma, Elizabeth, and Nora are playing and we got a voiceover from Lauren says, oh my gosh, I just pulled it off. But there wasn't like mm-hmm. a cut to a confessional. It was just Lauren's voice. And I was like, oh my gosh, this episode is amazing. <laughs> the editing was very good. We did oh. see a lot of like, the, the, like you said, the little moments of the flashbacks from the other things and all that kind of stuff. We're, Which she was definitely seeing... like boring, but it was so good. So she even knew that Tommy probably had the potential to win the challenge, but mm-hmm. she knew she could convince him not to play. And he then asked her like, you know, why can't I play kind of thing? And she's like, because I bet on them. And then we see a confessional of him saying, she's my right hand man. I'm going to help her in whatever way we can to get an mm-hmm. idol in this game. Mm-hmm. That's priority. So he put, like, his ego to the side, thinking, you yep. know, I can win this challenge or that kind of stuff, so they could get an idol. Like, he really it. is an ally to her. Like, he I was willing like, to put his game to the side. I feel like if I was him, this might be weird. I don't know. This is a, just a straight thought I had. I wonder if I would still compete and until, like, it's Nora or Elizabeth left, and then maybe if I know that one of them is going to win, I would... But it was only the three of them, Karishma and the two girls playing. But, but never mind. know that that was going to happen. Yeah. So like, no, would, you have a point. Yeah. Like, I wonder if I would still, like, be in it just in case if, if none of those two win, at least I could win, you know? Right. Um, but I also... And I'm so then you can the essentially throw it. I'm on the Karishma train of, like, I... I want to play. I want to push myself and I want to see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, we yeah. know Karishma sucks at challenges, but I applaud her for still going for it and just seeing if she could, like, why not even like give it a chance. And then kind of on the same um, line of that, this might be a, like kind of off topic on that topic, but like, mm-hmm. I think Lauren playing the idol at tribal was the way to go. Yep. Even though it wasn't played correctly, I just so you agree with me. I just wanted to see what you thought. Like I just really yeah, that was I that think was in, in the moment it was just kind of like why, but then I was like, oh, literally, you know that every vote is going to Karishma, yeah, and there's a good chance that Karishma could have voted for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, play it. You only have two opportunities to play it. And Lauren is doing exactly what we have like harped on for the people who not played their idols like we're like you know lauren actually played it better be Mm -hmm. safe than sorry and we can um, say the same for janet the other week yeah yep so i wasn't i wasn't upset about that at all um Mm -hmm. any other thoughts from this episode before we talk about like scenes from next week it's worth mentioning that there are no more advantages in the game there's a fake legacy Mm-hmm. letter but there are no wow. more idols Every, there's going to be idol idols. next episode i'm sure i bet we'll, we'll see and, if we find an idol and if we go to the island of idols again there's a potential wow. of getting another one at the island of yeah. idols okay um there we go yep yeah, so th- yeah and i also want to mention that um 
I know that you did this today as well, but I caught up on the Ponderosa videos that I hadn't watched. Yes. Yeah. The only one I had watched was Jack's and I had a, a great time watching that. And I think it's worth watching their experiences after the game because mm-hmm. there's a lot of talk about the humans behind the game players. I know that mm-hmm. we have re- referenced that a few times in our podcast, but mm-hmm. it's really nice to see the players discuss it from their own perspective, hear about their opinions of one another, and also see what I think is like a little budding romance possibly between Elizabeth and Jack. What? Did you pick up on that as well? No, not really. But Elizabeth is so lovey-dovey that I just like probably just didn't even notice it, you know, because she just... But they also never met each other. They never oh, once played the game right. together. Wow, and so, so they like, to meet each other like not in the game. <laughs> right. So when they had the Ponderosa moment, Jack pretty much introduces himself to her and shakes her hand or whatever. And I think it's like Jamal or someone yeah, who's like, like, I'll give her a it hug. <laughs> yeah. And so they're hugged. And then you see like Kelly... And Missy in the background, like, geeking out and, like, hugging on each other. And I feel like <laughs> they're kind of, like, trying to play matchmaker. I think that's what's happening behind the scenes. I love it. So, all right, did you get all of that? Yeah. You froze for me. Oh, our internet is just being so great right now. Okay, so let's jump to next yeah. episode. You know what we could use right now, Dion? A little love. A girl's What alliance? do you think? Uh, Girls alike. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dion, what are your thoughts on the loved ones visit? Are you here for it? You could do without it. What are your thoughts? I love the loved ones visit. I know how important it can be for the players out there. I'm really excited to see who comes out for certain people. Mm-hmm. I will also note that Elizabeth got to see her brother. Because, oh, in their Ponderosa. That was yeah. so precious. So if you want to see a really cute moment between them, go and watch her Ponderosa video. I am very excited to see who Nora has in her world. Oh, you know? Oh, my gosh. Like, I hope it's, like, her mom or her dad. <gasps> I need to see this. I don't know. It, do we know if she has a spouse? Like, we, Oh, my gosh. I have no do? idea. We haven't heard mm-hmm. that at all. Um, I am a sucker for the loved ones visit. I always love the loved ones visit. I always cry. I just, <laughs> I cannot wait. I mean... Whenever I think of the loved ones visit now, I just think of Tasha and her cousin coming to see her. What? I don't remember this at all. And she just kind of comes up to the bushes. She's like, hi, girl, and, like, runs in. Like, it was <laughs> so funny. You if know what? we can find that clip, this. we should put that on our Instagram as well. Okay, yeah, you have to track that down for us. Um, I just, we have had so, so many funny. iconic family visits that I just cannot wait to see who comes out of this um, season's loved ones visit. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm excited for it. And um, here we are. Final eight. Five women. Three men. Three men. I feel like Tommy and Lauren are still in it. We had a lot of uh, predictions at the start of the season. Um, I predicted that Dean would still be around for the individual portion of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, you were very much the one that predicted the Tommy and Lauren alliance. Like, we said that we'd like to see them at the end, but we didn't really have an inkling that they'd be working Yeah, together, that so they'd be this so close. You've done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So, so it's like, yeah. I think we're going to get some kind of end result that we can kind of be satisfied with at this point. Um. Because, yeah, you know, invested. after a it. lot of the I'm beef, put it out. Mm-hmm. I love this season. I still love this season. 
Um, oh. I think it's the most individuals we've seen that at this part of the game, you really have an opinion of everybody who's in the game. We don't yeah. get that a lot. No, we don't. And even like the people who are, we always have like the goats, but we're seeing the goats in a whole new light this season. So there yeah. are the goats, even goats. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's a great spot to just go ahead and wrap this all up. Let's Let do it. To subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to things. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we should get like a subscription box, Dion. We should send out boxes filled with like goodies, like FabFitFun, where they send like blankets and earrings and stuff. What would we send in a subscription box? Um, right now, probably like a toothpick, um, anything mm -hmm. that's like affordable on our budget. Yeah, yeah just like um, things we have laying around a, the house. Like, like a tissue. Um, <laughs> you know, <Used>? I mean... <laughs> It depends if you're the lucky, the, the lucky one in 100. Um, but I don't know, what would I have in a Drop Your Buffs podcast? Um, I would love to give everybody their own Drop Your Buffs podcast buff, which <gasps> they can drop when they that talk about be, their Drop Your Buffs moment. That would be so epic. <laughs> Everything. Like, it's like a mic that they have to drop, but it's always a buff that they drop. Okay. Anyways, so like we said, we have an Instagram. It's Drop Your Buffs mm -hmm. Podcast, but our Twitter is Drop Your Buff Pod. You know, once you just is start it the other searching way around? for it, once you start searching, it'll pop up, you know. So make sure you follow Dion. He's Dion Alexander. I'm Hannah Julia. <sighs> And, and you are amazing. Thank you for doing this so podcast with you, Thank you Happy for taking time out of your Thanksgiving. Look at that. Um, just so in sync. Um, I adore you. Everyone at home, I adore you. <laughs> Live your best life. I'm You're thankful like Oprah. for everybody who listens to our podcast. Is that how Thank you do Thanksgiving? You. I don't celebrate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> yeah. That's my that's my Thanksgiving. What I'm grateful for. I, I that's what you do, right? Yes. What you do is you just like just shower people with thanks and love and everything. So, Dion, I'm so thankful. But I do that every day. And yeah, like as always, like yay, we're here, we're friends. Yay, we're podcasting. We are. <laughs> okay, so and I'm like going into the darkness. <laughs> you ah! are. I love darkness. you so much. <sighs> okay. Well. <sighs> Dion, I've got nothing Wait, for you. do you have anything for me? No. Nope, not this time. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. <laughs>